Hello, and welcome to Biohacking with Brittany. Thank you for tuning in this week. So I did an intro last week to the episode, which I always do, where I kind of just talk about health things that I'm into, my health journey, whatever's relevant before I get into the interview episode. And I started talking about the things that I'm doing for my menstrual health and reproductive health and ovary and stuff like that. And I realized as I was kind of going through it and giving an update that there's actually so much information that I can share. And the intro ended up being quite long. So I've decided to do a full episode on it just to really explain things better and get more clear on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it and how you can do it as well if you are experiencing similar things to me. So that's what this episode today is all about. We're going to talk about reproductive health. We're going to talk about fertility and ovulation and ovary health, all of it. So bear with me as we dive into it. And a before I start <laughs> discussing all of the biohacks that I'm doing and things like that, I want to give a quick shout out to the partners for this week. First of all, Silver Biotics. They are the best company for collodial silver. It's actually better than collodial silver. It's like nanoparticles, so it's smaller. So it actually doesn't accumulate in the body. And I use this for anything that I want to be like antibacterial, antiviral, because like silver actually just kills everything on contact. So they also have an internal supplement, which is great for the immune system, but they also make great skin products. So that's what I use when I have a rash or I have cut myself or anything that I'm like worried about infection or like know that there's some sort of let's say dysbiosis or, you know, bad bacteria hanging out that I don't want there. I also just love their internal supplement as well. And yeah, silver is pretty powerful. It's a lot of people use it. And I know there's a lot of people who also use it for things like if their kids have like ear infections, they'll take like silver cream and actually rub it in the ear because again, it does the same thing of killing whatever in there that is actually causing the ear infection, which I like. And also to buy optimizers, I really love their magnesium and I'm going to kind of get into this in this episode, but a big thing with hormonal health is stress management and getting enough magnesium is a huge component to that. We are not getting a lot of magnesium in our diets at this point because our produce is so not sufficient in minerals anymore. So it's really important to make sure that we're supplementing with something like magnesium, but also the right type. And so theirs has seven different types in it. It is fully, it's very comprehensive. It's very holistic, which is why I like to take it because I know that I'm getting all of the variations of magnesium that my body needs. So thank you. And now let's dive in. So I'm doing 75 hard stills. So a gallon of water a day. So it's a priority for me to get enough water in. I've kind of split my thoughts into various categories for this because there's a lot of information. There's a lot of things I'm doing. And if I mention a product or a service or 
any type of like app or anything that I'm using, I'll link it in the show notes. So it's easy for you to find because there's going to be a lot of them. (laughs) And if you're kind of confused and have questions for me, you can also just send me a message and I, we can chat about it as well on Instagram at biohackingbrittany. And I will, yeah, we can talk about it for sure. So first I want to get into the physical, okay, wait, I guess first, let me explain where I'm coming from before we get into the biohacks and the things that I'm doing. So I was on birth control for seven years and I started at, I think I was 16 and I had, I was on a less for two years, which is a pill birth control pill. And then I had an IUD, the Marina IUD for five years. And I got that out around the age of 23, I guess, 23, 24, something like that. And when I had my IUD for five years, I actually was not getting my period. And I know this is very common with women who get the IUD, especially the Marina one. It tends to delay any type of cycle, which basically all birth control does, but delays it even more. And yeah, it was pretty impactful on me. And so I never got my period. I think I maybe got it once or twice, maybe. And yeah, so then I came off of it and that was a whole journey in itself, unfortunately. And then I had spotting for like, I think 30 days after, and then my cycle started regulating. And ever since then, my cycle has been longer. So ideally there's so much like, I don't know, contradiction on this, but the idea of 28 days being the average amount is not necessarily true. I think that if your cycle's between 27 and 35 days, I would say that you are normal. I would say that that's fine. I would say there's nothing to be too concerned about. When I started having longer cycles, I really became aware of them. And in the beginning, it was kind of like 35 days, 38 days, 43 days, that type of thing. And I was kind of, yeah, I was kind of confused and I didn't really know. And I didn't really know much at that point. I wasn't tracking things as strictly as I track now. So I didn't have as much data. And I, at the time I was in New Zealand traveling, working online. And when I came back in the beginning of 2020, end of 2019, I was like, okay, I think I actually need to go see a doctor. So I went to go see a doctor, you know, Western doctor, downtown Vancouver. And she started doing some blood work. You know, we started doing ultrasounds and she basically was like, Hey, I think you might have PCOS. And I was like, okay, (laughs) great. (laughs) And then she referred me out to a specialist. So I go to this specialist and essentially he is like a gynecologist, like fertility clinic. And it's a really nice fertility clinic. And he, again, we did so much testing at the time. So like we tested all of my hormones. We tested all of my, my AMH, which is like how many eggs you have in your reserve. We tested my cortisol levels to see where my stress was at. We also tested my insulin resistance because a lot of the time when women have PCOS, they are also pre-diabetic or diabetic. And so we kind of like went through all of these tests 
And every time we came back, it was essentially like, oh, your results are actually normal. I'm not sure why you're having these symptoms. So when I say PCOS, I haven't ever been officially diagnosed with it because I've never checked off three out of four things that you need for it or two out of three type of idea. So it was interesting going through that process. And to be honest, it was really disheartening because I kept wanting answers and I kept not getting them. And which was very, very similar to what happened 10 years ago when I was having gut health issues. And my Western doctor was like, oh, nothing's wrong with you. But I was like, no, something something is not right. And so I kept going to this fertility clinic at the time. This is pre-COVID. And yeah, it was somewhat helpful. We did ultrasounds. Like I had cysts on my ovaries, particularly my right ovary which is very typical for PCOS. It's kind of like a pearl of cysts, sorry, a string of pearls that look like cysts like on the ovary. And I had that on my right ovary and I had a delay in ovulation. And so at this point I started tracking my temperature and started using that as my birth control method. So I use the app called Natural Cycles. And every morning I wake up, I take my temperature with a thermometer which measures my basal metabolic temperature. Actually, it's not called that. I think (laughs) as I'm saying that out loud, I think it's just called, let's see, basal. I think it's just called basal temperature. You can tell it's the end of the day as I'm like trying to basal body temperature. Good grief. Sorry about that. (laughs) So every morning I take that and you take your temperature underneath your tongue before you get up. And so that's what I've been doing. So which has been awesome because now I have all of this data I've been collecting on my cycle for years. And I can see when I've ovulated for the last three years. I can see when I've had my period. I can see the length and everything. So I'm starting to get data at this point. And what ended up happening at that point, let's say end of 2019, early 2020, I was frustrated and burnt out from seeing this fertility doctor and was very discouraged. My AMH levels came back high and he was like, you have a lot of eggs, which again, typical for PCOS and most times. And so I said, okay, like I'm taking a step back from this because this is causing me to be stressed And it's actually worse for my mental health going through these different tests every three months with you and you saying, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong. Come back. Maybe it's this. And I just got tired of it. So I stopped going. And then COVID hit. So that's kind of what happened anyway. So I couldn't go. And it was interesting and it was tough. And between that period and now, let's say two years or so, I have been very focused on building my business as a nutritionist and a content creator. And my business is doing very well at this point now. And so now that it's at this point and I'm no longer, like I'm in the weeds every day for sure, but it's a different type now. Like before it was more of hustling and now it's like building and growing. It's just very, it's very different. And now I'm very much thinking about having kids a lot. And when I look at my cycle, I'm like, okay, my cycle is still really long. So the last cycle I just had was 43 days. I think the one before that was 58 days. And I think the longest cycle I've ever had is 60 days. 
And so when I look at the data that I have, the first half of my cycle is where I have variation in length. So the follicular phase is from day one, ideally to day 14, day 15. And day one is when your period starts and then your period ends. And then you ramp up to ovulation around day 14, day 15. And this is where mine is very long. My luteal phase, which is after ovulation, before your period, is the same every single time. So if my cycle is 60 days, if it's 40 days, my luteal phase is always 14 days exactly. And that has been very, very interesting to see. So I have a delay in ovulation. I don't have a delay in menses. And when my period comes, it's four to five days. It's always the same, always the same. Same amount of blood, same color, no clotting, no distinct smells. I have cramping on day one only. I have a bit of PMS beforehand where I'm a bit moody and I'm tired and my breasts are tender. And that's kind of my picture. And that has been the same period situation for years, ever since I've like had my cycle back after birth control. So it's so interesting that like it's this first phase for me that's like really delaying and I'm struggling with. And so there's a lot that you can look at for that. There's a lot to consider when thinking about ovulation because I mean, oh, there's so many things to talk about, but essentially the body has to feel safe and grounded and good to ovulate, right? Because that's, you're saying to your body, hey, we're actually okay. Like you can ovulate and we can bring a child into this earth and this planet and you will be fine. Like it is a safe space for you to do that. So when ovulation is delayed, that's why we start to look at hormones and stress hormones. And are you stressed? Are you working out too much? Are you dieting too much? How much stress are you causing? Different types of stress. Because if the body's too stressed in any way, it will not ovulate. It will delay ovulation. And so that's why it's always been kind of front of mind. So that's kind of like a brief history of it. I don't think I need to go more in depth than that. And what's been happening that's new that has really, really made me focus on it now is that I have started having ovarian pain in my right ovary. This is really interesting because I think ever since I got my period when I was 13, I've had pain in my right ovary, but it's been very sporadic, very random, and it's like a sharp shooting pain. And then it like goes away within minutes. And it'll happen once every few months or something, you know, rarely, rarely. But now this pain that has kind of started in the last five months, let's say maybe, is more of like a dull ache. Whereas like before it was like, say the pain was like a nine out of 10 for three minutes or whatever, however long. Now it'll be like a four out of 10, but it'll kind of be like all day. And so when this started happening... It made me very, very aware of it. And then a few weeks ago, I had two nights in one week where I woke up to ovary pain. 
And I was like, okay, this is actually really serious because you should not be waking up to pain in the body at all, like ever. That shows that that it's that significant that you wake up to that pain, like you have to do something about it. So that whole ovary pain plus me thinking about having kids next year, it has led me to today <laughs> and this podcast episode and the things that I've been doing in the last few months and or a few months, last few weeks, and really just getting a lot more strict about things and a lot more on top of things. So let's get into the biohacks and all of the things that I'm doing. And yeah, I'll explain all of them. And it, it's good to know that most of these things I do every day. And I've kind of been doing on and off every day, some of them for like years, but now it's kind of like I'm trying to do more of them more often. And obviously there is like a caveat here and a disclaimer that everything, take everything with a grain of salt. There, you know, some things that I do are not accessible for everybody. Some things I do are expensive and again, are not accessible to everyone. And let's just keep that in mind when talking about stuff like this, because I definitely do not want to sit here and be like, go spend all of this money and it will solve your reproductive and hormone health problems. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just telling you what I'm doing on my journey right now to support my hormones and reproductive health. Okay. So I want to start with the physical. And when I say physical, I mean like external things that I'm doing for my ovaries. So not internal. We're not talking about diet. We're not talking about supplements, none of that yet. I want to talk about the physical external stuff. So I have started doing castor oil packs. So I have a love-hate relationship with castor oil packs. So I first heard about castor oil packs when I first started seeing a naturopath, oh my gosh, 13 years ago. And I never did them. Because I was like, oh, how does that work? That's stupid. That's not going to do anything, was essentially what I was thinking. And here I am. And so essentially how they work is, I'm not quite sure why they're called packs, actually. It kind of bugs me that, that they're called packs. But anyway, essentially you take castor oil. And the one that I have, I think I'll link it onto my Amazon storefront. But it's the St. Francis Herb Farm one. You take this ideally organic as well, organic castor oil, and you apply it to a cloth, ideally organic cotton cloth, and you put it onto your body. And essentially the idea is that castor oil has different nutrients in it that help break up tissue in the body and really help support the organ that the castor oil pack is on. So you take a cloth, you pour the oil on and you don't drench it. You just kind of dampen it and then you place it on your body. And then you have to put something like a mid layer. So say like a piece of plastic, like a Ziploc bag or an old cloth, even if you're fine with that. And then you take a hot water bottle and you place it on top of the cloth that has the castor oil on it. And then you put that on your ovaries for an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. You can also do this for your liver. You can do this basically for any organ, but we're just talking about ovaries right now. So this is what I do. It's actually been interesting how much this has helped 
already. I'm actually kind of blown away. So there's a lot to be said here. One, heat always, always helps anything in terms of like tenderness and pain feel better. It helps bring blood circulation to that area. And when you bring blood circulation to a specific area, you're bringing oxygen and you're also bringing nutrients with it. And so that is going to help diffuse the pain that's in that area. And we all know this, right? Like even if you have cramping on your period and you use a hot water bottle or you take a hot bath, you always feel better after. And it's because of that mechanism of the blood rushing to that area because of the heat and bringing all of those good things with it. And so that is why it feels good. And then also we have all of the micronutrients coming from the castor oil seeping into the skin Castor oil itself, the size of the molecules can actually go through the skin layers and reach to, (laughs) I don't know scientifically how deep, but deeper into the body so that we can actually get the benefits from the castor oil. That's why people use this specific oil. And that's why you can use it on things like your liver as well, because it really helps with detoxing and cleansing. So These have been amazing so far. I love how I feel when I do a castor oil pack. Right now, because I'm dealing with pretty persistent symptoms in terms of pain, I'm trying to do one castor oil pack a day. And my pain this week, like tonight, today's Wednesday, Wednesday night, has literally diminished. So When I started doing these castor oil packs and a few other things that I'm going to talk about that are new that I've brought in, my pain was at like a four daily in my ovary. And like I said, like I woke up a couple times to pain and I haven't had that much pain that like level four since I've been doing these castor oil packs daily, which has been phenomenal. So I really recommend them. A couple things I will note before I stop talking about them is that if you're going to do a liver supporting one, which I recommend as well, because if you have any type of hormonal issue, you really need to be supporting the liver because the liver helps to detoxify when we have hormones accumulating, when we have too many hormones and we need to regulate them, especially estrogen helps get rid of excess estrogen in the body. So you can do a castor oil pack for a liver, for your liver. The only caveat is it's not recommended to use the same one for multiple organs. So, and this is what I'm doing now is I have one for my liver and I have one separate cloth for my ovaries because there's kind of this idea of the nutrients like seeping into the skin, into the organ, but then it's still on the skin and like what comes back out through the skin and does it seep back into the cloth? And then if you're like moving that cloth around and then it's going back into the body in a different place, there's obviously like no scientific research on that specifically, but I don't take chances when it comes to this type of thing. And I just use two cloths. It's pretty simple. Obviously you can use the same castor oil bottle and just pour oil onto the other cloth. So you use the same cloth for about 20 times or so, and then you have to get a new one because of that same concept of 
if we're detoxing the liver and things are coming back out through the skin, we don't want to put that back into our system. So you do have to get a new one. And I actually just heard of this company and I can't, I can't really recommend them because I haven't used their product, but it's called Queen of Thrones and they create this and it's pretty awesome. So I'm probably going to order one, but they create castor oil packs that strap around your body. So there's one for your pelvic region and then there's one for your liver. And there's like on each side of the cloth, there's like straps that go around your body. So you can actually use it while you're sleeping. And there's like fabric on top of the fabric that has the oil in it. So you actually don't get the oil everywhere. It doesn't get on your bed sheets, nothing like that. And it also heats up. I think it heats up just through your body heat. But that is a brand that I see recommended a lot when I started researching castor oil packs. So if you're interested in something like that, less of a DIY and more of a, I don't want to do anything. Someone send this to me and it's all done for me. I would go with Queen of Thrones and I'm actually going to order it and try it and see if I can work with them, if it makes sense, because I think it's pretty healing in general. And I also just love biohacks and like healing modalities that are very much enriched in history. And castor oil is one of those things because it has a long history of people using it for different things. And I've even actually started using it on my skin and it's been phenomenal. Like, I think I say phenomenal a lot, (laughs) but I, you know, as you've been listening, I've been having these rashes on the back of my legs and I've actually stopped using lotions and moisturizers and I've started using castor oil and it's been very, very helpful. So I'm going to continue doing that. And I definitely recommend that if you're having any type of skin issue as well. Did you know that before the invention of germicides and antibiotics, it was known that disease causing germs could not survive in the presence of silver? Thus, silver was used in dishware, drinking containers, and eating utensils. Whether it's a weak immune system, dry skin, eczema, sun damage, bad breath, or unhealthy gums, we are all looking for ways to optimize our health and reduce the symptoms we're dealing with on a daily basis. But honestly, it's tough to know what remedy to try, what food may be causing the issue, or what will actually work when we're trying to heal. Of course, there are somewhat effective solutions we can get from our local pharmacy, but as people who prefer using the power of nature to heal, using these products don't really align with our values. Keeping our bodies strong is essential to our good health. A strong immune system can protect our body from infection and helps us heal. Silver has been used for centuries to do exactly this. Silver Biotics have taken the old technology of colloidal silver and improved it to create the next generation of silver products. Silver Biotics has products for skincare for issues like dry skin and eczema, and I'm currently using their skin gel on the back of my legs as I try to heal the dry skin that I'm dealing with. They have oral health products as well, including a fantastic toothpaste that helps fight bad bacteria with its silver content. It also decreases bad breath, whitens teeth, and supports healthy gums. They have an immune support supplement that can be taken orally, which also helps support our immune system from the inside out. If you are interested in trying silver and you've heard about this and it's kind of been one of those things that you've always wanted to do and try, 
I really, really recommend Silver Biotics, and they are my go-to silver company. You can head over to silverbiotics.com or the shop on my website and use my code BIOHACKINGBRITTANY in all capitals to get a discount, which gets you 10% off today. Again, I really recommend trying this if it's for you, if it's for your pet, if it's for a loved one. Silver is definitely a staple in my little pharmacy I have at home. So that's silverbiotics.com or the shop on my website, discount code BIOHACKINGBRITTANY for 10% off today. The next physical biohack that I'm doing, external biohack that I'm doing is red light therapy. Now, this is not something new that I'm doing. I have been using red light therapy on and off for, I don't know, three years now, maybe. And I very rarely stick to a routine with it. But I am trying with this and the device that I, I have a few devices, but the device I recommend is called Flex Beam. And I recommend it because it is a device that is kind of like what it sounds like. You can wrap it around different parts of your body instead of it being a panel of red lights that you hang from your door and you have to stand in front of. So the accessibility with it is awesome. So what I do, I, when I'm watching Netflix or The Bachelor or even like when I work from my desk, actually, I take my pants off (laughs) and my underwear off and I put it directly on my ovaries and I do about 30 minutes. And that has been really helpful as well for pain and everything. And I used to do this and I kind of stopped doing it. So I brought it back. Red light therapy is really fantastic for the mitochondria. Like really, really fantastic. And also pain management as well. I think the thing that is important to note here is that the ovaries have a 100,000 mitochondria per cell in the ovaries. The testes have 15,000. <laughs> 100,000 mitochondria per cell. The ovaries are the most mitochondria dense organ on the female body. So when we look at biohacks for the ovaries specifically, and we have to really consider the ovaries and not like, obviously we have to consider like the full body picture, but when we're talking ovaries, they're so mitochondria dense that any type of biohack, any type of supplement, anything that is like supporting mitochondria we need to think about how that is going to impact our ovaries. So when we look at red light therapy, it's like, okay, it's actually fantastic for mitochondria, helps rejuvenate mitochondria. And so obviously like when you put it on top of your skin, where your ovaries are and where your reproductive organ is, it's going to help with that. And that's why I do it. So like I said, 30 minutes a day right now, I also feel really energized after I do red light therapy, which I love. And again, I use FlexBeam. I think I have a discount code with them. Actually, I think it's Biohacking Brittany in all capitals, but look into them if you're interested. The next one I do is salt and soda baths. This is what I've been calling it. I have been a lover of hot baths since I was a child. This is like nothing new, but there's so many different things that you can like add to it. There's so many different salts you can add to it. There's so many different herbal blends. 
And so I've really gotten into the habit of doing a salt and soda bath. So I use gray Celtic sea salt, which is very high in minerals other than sodium. And then I add in baking soda, which is the soda part. And I try to do a cup of salt and a cup of baking soda. The baking soda helps you absorb the minerals that are in the salt, which is why it's so important to add it. It also makes your skin so soft because it's very, very alkalizing. So it's there's such a difference between, <laughs> and you'll see if you try it, you try adding baking soda to your bath, you're going to touch your skin, your skin and be like, wow, like I had no idea it could be this soft. That's when it's working, it's magic. So the idea behind this with reproductive health and hormones is that, first of all, hot baths are really, really grounding. They really help me de-stress. They really help me wind down from my day. They really help me feel in tune with my body and centered. I usually read when I'm in there. Sometimes I'll listen to binaural beats. I'll do all sorts of things. And I don't go on my phone in there. (laughs) I don't go on social media. I don't look at emails. I don't answer text messages. It's like a tech-free zone. And I usually light candles and make it a whole whole thing because it's really about like self-care and like me time. And when I'm thinking about healing my hormones and looking at things like cortisol and things like that, this is a big part of that. So that is like part of it is like reducing stress just by the actual habit of it. Obviously the hot water feels really good. It has pain relief as well. And so do all the minerals that are in the salt. There's a lot of magnesium in there, which feels good and helps reduce pain. And also we are all deficient in magnesium basically. So it's great to get it through that as well. I started, the next thing I've started doing is acupuncture. So This is something that's very new to me. And I posted about this and got a ton of responses on the weekend. I did acupuncture, I think like once, seven years ago. And it was interesting. But this woman I went to is a TCM specialist and which stands for traditional Chinese medicine. So she's a TCM doctor and she specializes in reproductive fertility or reproductive and fertility acupuncture. So it was all about like regulating my cycle. How do we bring ovulation back and everything like that? And it was really, really cool to learn from her. And I'm very interested to see how this is going to turn out. And I know a lot of people have had success with acupuncture for fertility. And so I'm very curious. I just started, so I can't necessarily recommend it and say like for sure it works or anything yet at this point, I definitely felt a lot better afterwards. I definitely felt like calmer than when I walked into the office. And so my plan right now moving forward is to go every two weeks and see how I feel. And even if it doesn't necessarily regulate my cycle, I think it's worth going because of how much it helps with my stress levels and makes me feel calmer and less go, go, go. So I think it's worth it. So I'm doing that for the rest of the year and see in the new year how I'm feeling. The other thing, (laughs) I love how I wrote this down. The other thing that is physical is regular orgasms. So 
what to say about this. I think that it's really important for multiple reasons for women to enjoy pleasure and have pleasure in their life. Whether that's with a partner or self-administrated, I don't care. I think it's important that we are flooding our bodies with all of the good hormones when we orgasm. And I think it's very important that it happens regularly. I also think from a reproductive ovary health standpoint, I think it's really good for the ovaries when you orgasm. I think it's good because obviously there's, what's the word I'm trying to say, like compulsions, right? Or obviously there's movement that happens when you orgasm. And I think that's important. I think it's important for the ovaries to do that. So I don't, it's not only the hormones that flood your system that I think are beneficial. I think it's the physical part as well that ends up happening. So definitely a weekly, bi-weekly, well, no, not bi-weekly, like once a week, twice a week type of idea, I think is important. However, this is so personal and whatever you feel works for you is up to you in terms of like, how often, how many times, with who, yourself, I don't care, whatever, as long as you are somehow prioritizing it and making time for it, I think that's really important. The last thing I want to talk about physical is hot water bottles in general. So in South Africa, where is where I'm from, we actually call them hotties, like H-O-T-T-I-E, a hottie. And I have been using a hottie like probably since the day I was born. Like I love them. Literally, I have one sitting on my lap right now as I do this podcast. And I think it's because in South Africa, a lot of the houses actually don't have heating in them because it's so hot there. But in the winters, it does get a bit colder, let's say 10 to 15 degrees Celsius, sometimes five degrees. And so there's like room heaters that you like plug in, but then there's also like hot water bottles in your bed. And so I just like have always loved them and always use them. These are phenomenal for the ovaries. Again, it's the same concept that I kind of already explained of like bringing heat to the area of the body that needs healing. And in addition, they also make me feel very cozy and grounded and good and safe. So I I just love them. And I was actually thinking about the lack of great hot water bottles on the market in general. (laughs) So maybe this will be the new business that I develop next year. Because essentially the Let me tell you, and if you know of a company that creates this, please send it to me and I will buy one. I am looking for a hot water bottle that's made out of rubber, like natural rubber. I don't know if it's possible to get organic. And I would like the covering around it because like you can get like a cover. Sometimes it's knitted, sometimes it's fur, whatever it is. I would like that to be organic. And so I would like this natural rubber hot water bottle with an organic cover on it. And it's been very difficult to find that. And I haven't really found one. So if you have a recommendation, please let me know. Ladies, are you feeling stressed and completely overwhelmed by life right now? Are you having trouble sleeping? Are you finding it hard to lose weight and feel like the scale won't move no matter what you do? If this sounds like you, I want to talk to you about magnesium. 
Magnesium is involved in hundreds of different processes in the body. And one of the main things it does is help calm your nervous system so you feel happy, relaxed, and sleep well at night, which we all want, don't we? (laughs) It helps regulate your blood sugar and blood pressure and even plays an important role in helping your body burn fat. And for women especially, magnesium plays a huge role in our health throughout our life. It can help with PMS, it's important during pregnancy to prevent high blood pressure, and even helps with menopause symptoms. It's also critical for bone density, which women really need to pay attention to as we get older. The scary fact is up to 80% of women aren't getting enough magnesium. And when you're stressed, you need even more magnesium, leading to a vicious cycle. That's why I'm excited to talk to you about by Optimizer's incredible formula called Magnesium Breakthrough that is changing the game. Magnesium Breakthrough is one of my favorite magnesium products, and I highly recommend this to every single person, mostly because it has seven unique forms of magnesium in it, plus cofactors and other nutrients to help enhance absorption. This month, they are including free bottles, which is wild, free bottles of their full line of digestive health products on select orders um, while supplies last. So go get your free products, go get your magnesium at www.magbreakthrough.com slash biohackingbritney and use my discount code, which is biohackingbritney in all capitals for 10% off. This is also linked in the shop page on my website. I can also send you the link on Instagram. It's really easy. So again, you get 10% off plus free products. Like go run to this website right now, get your magnesium, get your digestive support from by optimizers. Okay, I want to get into a bit of detoxing now. I have been using a sauna and steam room and this is a practice I've been doing for a very long time. I have a steam room in the rec center that's close to my house and so I like to go in there. It's very grounding, it's very calming. I like sweating out my problems. I end up actually like coming up with a lot of like creative solutions when I'm in there. I also have a sauna, an at-home sauna. So I have a blanket sauna from Higher Dose. I have a discount code with them. I think it's Biohacking Brittany in all capitals. It's on my website. And essentially you lie in this, it's an infrared sauna and that feels really detoxifying and cleansing as well. I also go to sauna rooms. Like when I travel, I find places that have a sauna. Like that, I am that person who's like, yeah, I want a fitness room and a workout room, but I actually just want a sauna. (laughs) I just want to sit in a sauna every single day. Okay. That's basically what I'm trying to say. So I love saunas, steam rooms, infrared saunas, dry saunas, wet saunas, everything, all of them. I will go and do them. I love hot cold therapy. I love all of that. And this is so good for hormonal health because we are sweating, which means we're detoxing, right? We're getting out the toxins that have accumulated in our body from pollution, from everything that we touch, from our cosmetics, from food, from everything. We're purging it when we sweat like this through the skin. And that is so, so good for us. A lot of women who have PCOS or have endometriosis or other hormonal issues 
have an imbalance of hormones and often an excess amount of estrogen in the body. And the liver is overburdened and cannot deal with this much, this much estrogen in the body. So we really need to support the liver and we can do that through things like using a sauna and a steam room. I also actually had my DNA tested and I did it through the DNA company, which is a Canadian company. And it showed me that I actually struggle with detoxing in general. Like my DNA, I don't have optimal DNA for detoxing. So that means that I actually need to prioritize it more than the average person because I struggle to detox how much toxins I'm constantly exposed to. And that means that if I'm not constantly detoxing, the accumulation will cause health issues for me, whether it's a headache or sleep issues, or if it's long-term issues that show up in 20 years. So that's why it's helpful actually to get your DNA done is because it gives you the blueprint. So you kind of know what you're working with and how to turn on and off certain genes. So it's definitely worth it. And in line with that, I am not drinking alcohol right now. I don't really know when I will again, to be honest. Obviously I'm doing 75 hard and there's no alcohol when you're doing 75 hard. So I have that going right now. But alcohol actually breaks down into estrogen in the body when we have it in excess. So if you're already dealing with hormonal issues and then you go and add alcohol and then it just breaks down into these like hormone metabolites that are overburdening your liver, but then you also suck at detoxing, it's like the whole cycle in general is just terrible for you. And that's really hard because especially in Western society, alcohol is a big part of it. I have had many nights of drinking in my lifetime already. And as great as they are and as much fun as they are, I don't think that it's worth it if it means that my health is compromised. And I'm 29. And as I get older, it's just becoming more apparent that I'm not sure that I have space for that type of lifestyle anymore or like, yeah, I just don't know if that's something that I can, yeah, have space for in terms of like my goals for life and not just like reproductive, but just like my business and my body and staying in shape and other things like that. I just don't think alcohol really gets me there. So I'm not sure what the point is at this point. Now, with that being said, my bachelorette party is in a month and we will drink, you know, New Year's I'll drink, but I think I really want to move to a space where it's something that I do on a special occasion and not something that I do every weekend. And I've slowly been getting there in the last couple of years. In the last couple of years, I've actually taken, I've done like stints of no alcohol. So I usually do four months every year of 30 day stints or 60 day stints of no alcohol. And then when I'm not doing that, I drink on weekends. And last year when I did 75 hard, obviously for those 75 days, there was no alcohol, but again, everything has its time and place in your life and there's no regrets or anything like that. Of course not, but I'm just not sure that 
I see a future fully with it. But we'll see. We'll see how I feel in the new year. And the other thing that I just recently did on the weekend in terms of detoxing was I got rid of all of my plastic containers in my house. So I have put them into storage because at first I was like, oh, I'm going to donate these. I don't need them. But then I was like, they actually could be helpful in the future one day to like store plies, crafts, whatever, who knows? So I was like, oh, it doesn't really make sense to just like give them away. So I put them in the, into storage and I bought a set of Pyrex glass Tupperware. I guess it's Tupperware from Amazon. I think it's like a set of 25. And yeah, I'm just using that because plastic has a lot of chemicals in it and toxins again that leach into our bodies and we have to detoxify again through the liver. So it doesn't really make sense to be adding more things that my body needs to handle every single day. So I got rid of them and I've also, even before this whole shift to reproductive health, I changed all of like the soap dispensers in my house to glass. All of the cleaning supplies are in glass bottles. I, yeah, I'm really prioritizing glass. We don't drink from any plastic cups. I don't know where else there'd be plastic, but I'm really, really trying to get rid of all the plastic in my place as much as possible. Oh, the the other thing I wanted to mention was I went down a rabbit hole of EWG recently, which is the environmental working group. And I bought a bunch of makeup that is EWG. So I've always been into like clean makeup, green makeup, whatever you want to call it. And if you go to Sephora, you can like filter by ingredient preferences. And one of the things you can filter by is clean. It's like called clean at Sephora. And it's like this list of all of these things that are not included in the makeup. So like sulfates, parabens, phthalates, silicones, I don't know, a whole bunch of things. So I was always like, okay, this is good enough. Like, I'm sure this is fine. But then when I started researching into the EWG, I just felt like if I'm going to do this and take this seriously, and I'm going to spend this money on makeup, I might as well do get the right thing. So I did a massive order recently, about a month ago, and I bought a bunch of makeup from a company called Juice Beauty, which is the makeup company associated with Goop. And I've actually ordered from them before. So I'm definitely not new to their products. I've been using their skincare stuff for like six years or six years or so. But what ended up happening was like the Sephora in Canada used to have all of their makeup, but they don't anymore. And so basically when they stopped carrying it, I kind of went away from it and started using other clean companies, but I just ordered a big order from their actual website and I really like their makeup. So I use a lot of it. Not all of it's great. Like their mascara isn't super great, but their foundation is really nice their, all their lip stuff is really great. Their concealer is good. So I got some good products and I've also changed a lot of my products to them for skincare as well. So right now my skincare is basically 
Juice Beauty, Herbivore, which is available at Sephora. I also use a mask from Young Goose, which I've just been using, but just been trying, which is actually a biohacking skincare brand. So I'm very curious to see how that impacts my skin as I continue to use it. And I've been using a new mushroom serum or adaptogen serum, I guess I should say, from a company called Finland Spa. And they are linked actually on my website. And this serum is phenomenal. So I kind of have a few different brands that I'm using, but they're all super, super clean. And for makeup, it's all EWG certified at this point. Okay, so that's everything I'm doing externally. I know that sounds like a lot if you're not a biohacker and you're like new to this type of thing. Obviously, you can take it with a grain of salt and take what works for you. Now let's talk about internally. So nutrition-wise, I have been paleo on, let's say, 80%, 70% paleo for probably 13 years. And it works really well for me. Right now with 75 hard, it's become more strict. So it's basically 98, 100% of the time it's paleo. I'm paleo right now because I have to be (laughs) because I'm doing this health challenge and that's going really well actually. But I've also moved into reducing how many oxalates I'm exposed to. So when I did my Viome gut intelligence test, it showed me that I'm really struggling with oxalates in my diet. And the last time I did my Viome test two years ago, it said the same thing and I never took them out. (laughs) So I have removed them. And the biggest factors that were impacting my, that the biggest foods that contain oxalates that I was eating frequently are spinach and almonds. Like I have a lot of almond milk, I have almonds in my granola. I have almonds in like the nuts that I eat when I have a handful of nuts. So I've really had to take them out and it's hard. And this I'm struggling with, like I'm not doing this 100% right now, but I'm trying to because oxalates are in everything. And then with spinach, it's like spinach is part of the green smoothie that I make, which the recipe is on my website, but which is difficult. It's also in a bunch of green juices that I buy. So like I I don't have kale and I don't have spinach in my green juice. So what green juice am I buying? So it's tricky, but I think it's important because when you overburden your body with things like oxalates and you don't digest oxalates well, according to your microbiome, that means that you're just causing stress on your microbiome, which is actually going to lead to inflammation. And in my Viome results, it said my inflammation wasn't great in my gut. So that really made me take a step back and be like, okay, inflammation is the root cause, one of the root causes for many, many diseases. Many. So we all collectively need to be like actually trying to reduce inflammation every single day. And obviously a lot of what I ta- I've talked about today helps with that, like detoxing, saunas, steam rooms, magnesium baths, all of those things. And so I just am very mindful now of oxalates in my diet because I don't want to cause more inflammation because I don't want the inflammation to 
impact my hormones, which impacts my cycle because everything kind of relates, right? So you really have to look at it from a holistic standpoint and also a root cause standpoint. So that's kind of the approach that I'm taking. So yeah, so those are the things that I'm doing right now. Both are going well. I'm happy with both of them. And I think they're really supportive for my reproductive health. And so let's get into supplements. I take a bunch of supplements. I'm only going to talk about the ones that I'm specifically taking for these hormone issues that I'm having or reproductive ovary pain issues that I'm having. I started a new supplement. It's right in front of me. It's by a company called AOR, which stands for Advanced Orthomolecular Research. And this supplement is called Advanced PCOS Relief. Helps normalize ovarian function. So I'm going to read the ingredients in this. So it's got folic acid in it, which is from calcium L5-MTHF. It has myo-inocytol, my gosh, inocytol, and d chiroinocytal. I've never said these words out loud. I've only ever just read them in my brain. (laughs) But essentially, these are different ingredients that have been proven to help with the ovaries and with ovulating and with PCOS. So this formula is on my Amazon storefront. You can get it. I take six to eight capsules a day. And I just started. I've been taking this for probably like three weeks, four weeks. So I can't say anything yet on if my cycles have been reduced or anything. It's just too soon. But I wanted to take something that had those ingredients in it that have a ton of research behind them. So that's the formula I recommend. Also, this company in general, AOR, like I don't have a discount code with them. I don't work with them directly, but I trust them and I've used them year in and year out for different things. And so I really like them. The other supplements that I'm taking, one is spermidine. And I talk about spermidine a lot. I use spermidine from the company Spermidine Life. And I actually do have a discount code with them, which is Biohacking Brady in all capitals. And the reason that spermidine is important is because it helps the, well, it helps like multiple things, but it really does help our mitochondria in our body. So again, when we're like thinking about what we're taking and how it's going to impact our ovaries and impact our cycles and impact our fertility, again, we have to remember how mitochondrial dense the ovaries are and what we can do to take and support them. So spermidine is really great for autophagy. And autophagy is what happens when the, it's basically like cellular turnover. So it's when the cells die and like new cells are born. Oh my gosh, new cells emerge. And this is something that we can trigger through things like intermittent fasting, reducing how many calories we have, eating more fat, less carbs, that type of thing. But we can also trigger this when we take a supplement like spermidine. And there's actually very few supplements out there that have been proven to help with autophagy. And this is one of them. And this is important because we really want to help with cellular turnover. We want to help with detoxing. We want to help keep the body as fresh and vibrant as possible and get rid of the 
dead cells, the cells aren't that aren't performing well, the ones that are deformed, et cetera, et cetera. So I really like spermidine for how well it works on a extremely micro level. I think in general, all of these things that I'm talking about, I really want to come at from a holistic point of view, doing the macro things like taking a bath, but also taking something like a specific supplement that's going to help with the cells themselves that are actually in the ovaries, right? And I think that is the best approach, to be honest. So along those same lines, if the other one that I'm taking that really, really helps with mitochondria is called MitoPure, is like the ingredient, but the company is called Timeline Nutrition. And I'm actually doing a giveaway with them this month. So if you're interested, stay tuned. But I just interviewed one of the team members recently, and we were talking about this. And he was saying that it is so helpful for the mitochondria itself, for mitochondrial turnover. So it comes in like a powder. I add it to my yogurt in the morning. It's really easy. This supplement's really easy to take. And that's why I love using it. It's really easy. It helps with the mitochondria. And I just really want the mitochondria and my ovaries to be performing the best that they can. And I think it's important to take something like this. So I stay tuned for the full episode that it I do on this ingredient, MitoPure, because it's coming. And also you will get more information as well about them when I do the giveaway. I think it's next week. So that's it for supplements that are like specific for this. I'm also taking things like vitamin D, vitamin C, vitamin E. I, what else am I taking? Fish oil, turmeric to reduce inflammation, liver. I take beef liver. I also take hyaluronic acid for skin. And I think there's a few, oh, like a activated B complex. And I think that's it right now. But yeah, so there's other things that I'm taking in every single day, but these are the specific ones that I were like, that I was like, no, this is going to help with, with my ovaries. So a few other things that are worth noting about that I just want to touch on that you should consider if you're having any type of symptoms. One would be sleep. Sleep is so important. We sleep one third of our lives. If you actually grasp how long that is, that's insane. So if you're not sleeping well, you really need to like nip this in the butt and figure it out. The room should be dark. It should feel like a cave. If you have any type of bright lights, unplug them, turn them off, get the blackout stickers that you can put on things. I think you get them on Amazon or True Dark actually sells them as well. Any little green light, any little light that's flashing, get rid of it. Blackout curtains. I have a sleep mask as well that I use. I also have like a fan on, which really helps with white noise, which helps put me to sleep. I use an earplug to block out any traffic or any noises from outside of my apartment. And I also keep it very cold. Even in the winter, I do not turn the heater on ever, ever, ever. It's in the bedroom, and I should say, <laughs> because I really like it cold and I just sleep better when it's cold. I go to bed right now at nine o'clock. And before that, at about eight o'clock, I put my blue blocking glasses on to block out the blue light. Usually I'm watching Netflix at this point and winding down. And 
the whole apartment will be dark, no lights on except for the TV. And then we have a red light in our bedroom. And then I, yeah, go to bed at nine. I read until 9.30 or so. And then I turn off and I I go to sleep and I sleep really well. (laughs) I also go to bed really early and this has really helped. So if you have any type of sleep issues, I would say before you buy any type of supplement or anything like that, I would really hack your environment. I would really look at like how much light pollution you have coming in. I would look at, is your phone beside you? Put it on airplane mode, get it out of the bedroom, buy a physical analog alarm clock that uses batteries. I know. Wow. Who knew? Who knew those were still around? But yes, you can get them on Amazon. So buy one of those, use that as your alarm clock and really make your environment calm and a great place to sleep that's cozy and comfortable and not overstimulating. I think that's it in general is like really try to get away from stimulating yourself too much before bed. And the other thing that I wanted to mention as well, but also like, I feel like there's so much more to talk about, but this is already quite long is the value of friendships and community for women. I think for myself, I think it's been very easy to remain isolated after the pandemic. I work online. My entire business is online. I work like I can work from anywhere in the world. But with COVID, I just ended up obviously working from home all of the time and didn't have a lot of people around me. And it's really difficult when you have a business And yeah, maybe you have some contractors and stuff like that, but it's not the same as going into an office every day and having like friends, like work friends and people to go to lunch with and that type of thing. So I think that it's really important to value our female friendships from a health perspective. I think women really get a lot of stress relief when we can see a friend, get coffee, vent, do a workout together, go for a walk, whatever it is. I think that's really important and really needed for our souls and for our mental health. And everything's related, right? Everything is related. Any of these things that I've mentioned, like whether it's a castor oil pack or reducing your alcohol or switching from glass to plastic or exercising, which I didn't really touch on too much, but or a supplement, or sleep, like anything, like, it all matters. It all really does matter. And whenever people, when I go on other people's podcasts, and they say, like, what's your number one, like, health tip, or piece of health advice? It's none of these specific things that I've said, ever, mostly because, like, it's too much for people. But my advice always is that every single time that you make a healthy decision, it counts. It matters. Even if it's once, even if you do one thing that I mentioned today, once this week, it's better than doing nothing. And it matters. It really does matter. 
it adds up. It really does. It really, really does add up. So don't think that you have to do all of these things every single day to be healthy. And I have to remind myself of this as well, actually. Don't think that. Just think like even the smallest choice that you make, even at the grocery store, if you choose to buy organic instead of not organic, that matters. And that is going to count towards your health and help get you on your journey and help get you towards your goal. So appreciate the small steps and decisions you make to becoming a healthier person because it's really easy to get caught up in doing all of these things all the time or feeling overwhelmed or feeling like you don't have time for them or they're too expensive or your friends aren't doing them. So why should you do them? And and you're kind of confused on the research behind them or whatever the thing might be that's in your head. I just really encourage you to take any small action that's going to help you be healthier and appreciate yourself when you do it because I appreciate it and I appreciate myself when I do them. And I think that's important as well. So there were so many recommendations on this episode. (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you're still listening, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for sticking through this with me. I'm going to do an update. It's October right now. I will for sure have different thoughts in a month, in three months, and we'll definitely do an update as I continue to do these new things and see how they impact my cycle and my cysts and ovary pain and different symptoms that I'm dealing with. I will definitely do an update. And if you like this episode, please share it with somebody. Maybe you know somebody who has also struggled with things like this or is going through this on her own health journey. I love podcasts and they're such an escape for me and I learn so much from them. So I think it's really important when we share this with other people so that they can get a different perspective on things and also realize like they're not the only person going through this. You're not the only woman who's having these symptoms or struggling or whatever it looks like for you right now, regardless of what that is. I'm here for you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned next week for another episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of biohacking with Brittany. If you're interested in finding the show notes or the sponsors for this episode, you can do so on my website, which is biohackingbrittany.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active. My handle is at biohackingbrittany. And if you're interested in working together and you want to email me directly, you can do that. My email is info at biohackingbrittany.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and having you tune in next week.